Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. Folks, we've been going through the Gospel of Matthew and we're, we're getting towards the end of the Sermon on the Mount, which is in Matthew chapter 7. And we've been looking at different things that Jesus has been telling us about being a part of the kingdom of God. He's talked about heart issues that we've needed to deal with. He's talked about attitudes that we need to have. Here lately, we've been looking at truth principles that we need to grasp and own for our own lives. We're going to look at another truth principle today that I think all of us here can relate to and all of us here can really learn some lessons from. Because the fact of the matter is, Jesus is going to talk today about you and I being graceful. Graceful in how we treat each other. When we read the passage here, we're going to look at verses 1 through 6. You're not going to see the word grace anywhere in that, but Grace is actually the opposite of what Jesus is going to be talking about here today because what Jesus is going to be talking about is criticism or condemning. He uses the word judge. The word judge there actually means to condemn. He's going to talk about something that all of us here struggle with. All of us here, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, struggle with having a critical Spirit. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's just part of our culture. And especially when you talk about an election season. If anything, in an election season, we're even more critical because we don't want to, we don't want to accept anything anybody has to say. We're looking for fault. We're looking for some reason to discredit. Do you know what I'm talking about? And the sad thing is, is that in a church where we're supposed to be a people of grace, listen to me, Christians are supposed to be a people of grace, right? Am I right in saying that? The most critical people there are are Christians. The most condemning people there are are who? Christians. And so Jesus is going to, it's interesting, it's not like something he didn't talk about. He did talk about it. He's quite, in fact, he said a lot about it. Especially in these first six verses, he's going to talk to you and I about dealing with the issue of criticism and being critical of other people and what's really going on when we are critical. Because you know, folks, when you're critical of somebody else, there's actually something going on in your own life because of the way that you are. And he's going to expose it here. And he's actually going to call us to something different. He's going to call us to something better. And what he's going to call you and I to is to be graceful people. Where we're graciously dealing with each other. So I want you to notice with me, let's look at these first first uh, six verses. These The first verse especially is often misquoted. I'll talk to you a little bit about how it's misquoted. But we're going to see here what exactly Jesus is saying. Because we're going to look at our final truth principle today. Look at what he says here. Verse 1. Judge not, I think all of us know this verse, judge not 
that you be not judged. For with what judgment do you judge, you will be judged. With what measure you used, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your perils before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. What we're going to do, folks, is we're going to take these six verses and I'm going to basically give you three sections of thought here. We're going to look, first of all, in verses 1 to 2 at the warning. He's going to give us a warning here. He's going to talk about the basis of our approach, how we're to really supposed to approach each other. Okay, we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to look at the truth principle, which we find in verse 6. Because you might be reading that and you say, what in the world does verse 6 have to do with the other five verses? It actually has a lot to do with the other five verses, and I'm going to show you that because that's our truth principle. But let's talk first of all about the warning. Verse 1 and 2. Judge not lest you be judged. With what judgment you judge, you will be judged. With what measure you used, it will be measured back to you. A lot of us know this verse because a lot of times, especially in Christian circles, if you go and you talk to somebody about their sin, if they're not interested in dealing with their sin, oftentimes they will look at you and say to you, you can't judge me, judge not lest you be judged. Have you ever heard that one? I've heard it many times. That's not what he's talking about here. The English word we use here, the Greek word actually has a different meaning. We translate it, the translators have translated judgment, judge not. But the actual meaning, are you listening to me now? The actual meaning, if we were to read it the way the Greek reads it, it means condemn not lest you be condemned. Condemn not lest you be condemned. See, that's a little bit different than going and talking to somebody about the stuff in their life and trying to help them. Because oftentimes, if you're sincere and you want to go talk to them about it, that's not condemning them. That's wanting to work with them. Here, Jesus is talking about an attitude that sometimes we express when we look at others and we look at what they're doing and we condemn them for what they're doing. Do you understand what I'm saying? We condemn them. It's not talking about judgment. Why? Because in this very same chapter, he's going to go on in the same sermon and tell us about that we can know a true believer from an unbeliever by their fruits, by their actions, by judging their actions. Why would he say judge not in one passage and just a little bit later say go ahead and judge them? Well, because he's not talking about judgment in the beginning of the passage, he's talking about having an attitude of criticism, an attitude of condemnation. So here's the two points I want you to see right off the bat in the warning that he gives us. Jesus calls us not to be critical or condemning of others. Jesus calls us to not to be critical or condemning of others. This is what Jesus is calling us as Christians to do. Are you, do you understand what I'm saying? He's telling us, don't be critical or condemning of others. And let me just be flat out honest with you. All of us have that problem, don't we? 
I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. Do you have that problem? No, we all have that problem. Oh, no, George, I don't have that problem. Every single one of us are critical of somebody. Sometimes we even go so far as we condemn other people. Listen to me. We can be critical of others because of the things that they do. We can be critical of others because of who they are. We can even be critical of others simply because of their background and their religion. Do you know what I'm saying? And the problem is, is in the church, we almost seem to have a license to want to do that. In fact, some people will cover up their criticism by saying that they have the gift of prophecy. I just tell it like it is. You don't, you have a misunderstanding of what prophecy is. If you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13 and 14, prophecy is given for building people up. Criticism tears down, doesn't it? So Jesus is coming along and he's warning us, he's calling us, he's saying to us, don't be critical or condemning of others. I think we could all say ouch to that, right? Why? Because in verse 2, he tells us what's going to happen. If you and I exhibit a critical attitude and we are condemning of other people, we're inviting a problem in our own life. What do you mean, George? Well, here's what he says. The standards of criticism will be used against us. The standard of criticism will be used against you. Do you know what I'm saying? You ever been critical of somebody? I can't believe that they would do that. But in reality, you do the same thing. I can't believe that they would say that. I can't believe that they would do that. I can't believe they act that way. But in reality, you do the same thing or you think the same way. But the problem is it's easier to point out other people's what? Stuff. It's easier to point out other people's stuff. It's easy, especially when you're in church, to get in a high and mighty thinking that I'm okay now and everybody else is the problem. But see, Jesus is warning us. He's saying, look, if you're critical, if you're a condemning person, you need to be very careful because of this. You will be judged by the standard that you judge other people. Do you understand what I'm saying? You will be judged. You will be held accountable. In fact, he's going to give us how we should approach each other. Because you're saying, well, George, are you telling us here that we shouldn't interact with each other or talk to each other about the stuff we're doing wrong? I thought the Bible encourages that. Yes, it does. But it's going to tell you what you need to do in order to do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? In order for you to go to somebody and help them through their issue, you've got to take care of something else first. So look at what he says here in verses 3 through 5. Look at what he says. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? And how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look at the plank, and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Here's some things I want you to see here. Jesus is going to point out a couple things to us here. Number one, criticism is the result of focusing on others' lives. Here's what happens. When you and I have a critical spirit, when you and I get into this condemning mode, here's what's going on. We spend all of our time focused 
on the other person. Do you know what I'm saying? If you think for a moment of somebody you've been critical about this week, you'll probably realize that the reason why you're critical is because you've spent a lot more time than you should worrying about that other person. Do you understand what I'm saying? You've spent a lot more time than you should worrying about, and let me, I'm using the word worrying. You're not even worrying. You've spent a lot more time analyzing the other person. Do you understand? There's a little bit difference than worrying. Worrying is, is I'm concerned for you. Sometimes when we are critical of others, we're not even concerned for them. We're just super analytical about them. And Jesus is saying here, look, criticism is a result of you focusing on other people's lives. He says, why are you worried about the speck? What's a speck? Piece of dust in somebody's eye. When there is a two by four or a four by four hanging out of your own eye. See, criticism is a result of focusing on other people's lives. Criticism here totally neglects the problems in our own lives. See, that's why we focus on everybody else. Criticism totally neglects the problems in our own lives. Do you understand what I'm saying? I can ignore the stuff in my life if I focus on what's going wrong in your life. And that's what we do. I can have all kinds of problems. And here's the problem. Everybody else sees my problems. But I'm not going to focus on my problems. I'm going to focus on your problems. And I'm going to tell you what you're doing wrong. See, that's what criticism is. Criticism is focusing on you while I'm neglecting my own issues. Have you noticed that? While I'm neglecting my own issues. I'm going to be flat out honest with you. You I've been a believer now for over 30 years. And I can think back to a time... And it was, I think it was in the early years of my being married to Lori, where I, I was a pretty critical person. I mean, I, w- I was a pretty wound up tight Baptist guy, and I was pretty, pretty condemning of other people, period. Pretty, pretty critical. And I'm going to be honest with you, what I was doing as I was being critical of others was totally overlooking the junk in my own lives. Just being flat out honest with you. I was just totally overlooking the stuff in my own life. Now, I want you to think for a moment. Think about somebody right now. It might even be you thinking about yourself. But you think about somebody who is hypercritical, hypercondemning. Where is their focus? On who? Other people. What are they not focusing on? Themselves. Isn't that true? Do they got problems? Oh no, they don't have, do they got problems? You better believe it, they got problems. But they're not focusing on their problems, they're focusing on what? Everybody else's problems. Why do you think they're called hypocrites? You know what I'm saying? Why do you think they're called hypocrites? See, Jesus comes along and he says that when you are a critical spirit, you're focused on other people's lives. But when you are critical, you're neglecting the junk in your own life. Here's the next point he makes here in this section. Jesus calls us to deal with our own issues first. See, listen to this. This is why it's hard to deal with people. 
This is why it's hard to help other people. See, in order to help other people, you got to deal with your own stuff first. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or you got to have an understanding of your own stuff first. Do you understand what I'm saying? You shouldn't be so eager to want to go and help other people because here's what can happen. In your eagerness to want to help other people, you can become critical and condemning and judgmental. You can see yourself as above that person. Talking about that kind of attitude. Well, the problem is, Jesus is saying, before you even get to the place of wanting to help other people, worrying about the speck in their eye, you need to focus on what? The tree hanging out of your eye. Do you you understand what I'm saying? You need to deal with the stuff in your own life. You need to come to grips with your own weaknesses. You need to come to grip with your own issues. You need to come to grip with your own sins. That's reality. But my, how much we haven't heard about that, have we? It's been in the Bible all the time. And in the church, we want to look at the world and tell the world how wrong it is. But in the church, we've got just as many problems, don't we? Doing just as many wrong things, just as many wrong attitudes. Jesus says that what? Judgment begins what? In the house of God first. See, Jesus is saying before you start worrying about somebody else, you need, he calls on you to deal with your own issues first. There's a reason why, folks. There's a reason why you need to deal with your own issues first. Why? Because dealing with our own issues allows us to graciously help others. When I came to this conclusion, it totally changed me as a minister. Totally changed me as a pastor. What do you mean, George? When I came to a realization that in order to help other people, I had to deal with my own stuff first or have an understanding of my own stuff, it totally changed the way that I am with other people. What do you mean? See, before, when you're on a, when you're on a pedestal of thinking you've it and you've arrived and you've got an education, you look down on people. Whether you realize it or not, you can be condemning, you can be critical. But the reality is, is when you come to grips with who you really are and the stuff in your life, and, and what I mean by when you come to grips, I mean you admit who you are. I mean you come to the place of acknowledging, I'm a mess. And I'm in need of grace from Jesus. I'm in need of forgiveness. You then begin to work with others graciously. That changed me. So now when people come in and they tell me their stuff, I don't sit there and condemn them. I sit there and love them because I realize it's Jesus who needs to change them. Do you understand what I'm saying? But if you've got a critical spirit... You don't understand grace in your own life. See, if you've got a critical spirit, I can almost guarantee you, you don't understand that your stuff put Jesus on the cross. I'm just going to be honest with you. You don't understand, you haven't owned the fact that your sin put Jesus on the cross. And that if it wasn't for Jesus, you were going to hell. Not because of who you are, not because of your high and mightiness, but because of you. 
And so you need to understand that. This is why Jesus is saying, before you go and deal with somebody's stuff, you deal with your own stuff. And when you come to grips with who you are, you'll deal graciously with other people. Do you understand what I'm saying? You'll deal graciously with other people. This is what he's saying. In fact, notice something. He doesn't discourage you from going and helping somebody with a speck in their eye. Does you look, When you look at verse 5, does he tell you not to go help your brother with his speck in his eye? No. He says, deal with your own stuff, then go help them with their speck. Why? Because you understand. See, another, here, here, if you want to write this down, if you're into studying the Bible, I hope you're into studying the Bible. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 is a good passage to go look at. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, I'll, I'll read it to you. He talks about how to approach a brother in sin. And this is exactly what Jesus is talking about here. Galatians chapter 6. If you, if you want to turn there, just go a little bit further. After the Corinthians, Romans, Corinthians, then you come to Galatians chapter 6. Paul says this in verse 1. It's a very powerful verse. He's going to talk about you going to somebody who's got a speck in their eye. And listen to what he says. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one. He says, restore. That's the whole purpose in talking to people about their stuff. Do you understand? It's not to condemn them, but to what? Restore them. And listen how you're supposed to approach them. You're supposed to approach them in a spirit of what? Gentleness. And listen. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Now he's talking about the approach here. I'm going to go to the one who's in trouble, and I'm going to go to him with a spirit of gentleness, but I'm also going to consider myself. What does that mean? Consider myself, lest I also be tempted recognizing I'm also a what? Sinner. Because I've dealt with the what in my own eye? The two by four. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's saying to you, don't be critical, don't be condemning. The same measure that you measure other people by, you'll be measured by it yourself. But listen, listen to me, when you are critical, you're focusing on other people rather than yourself. Listen to me, here's what you got to do. Deal with your own stuff. And when you deal with your own stuff, you can be gracious towards other people. I'm going to be honest with you. I've gotten to the place now. I'm just going to be flat out honest with you. When you get older and mature in Christ and you realize this, when I see people who are hypercritical, hyper angry, hyper judgmental of people and are, and are just cutting, I realize something. You don't truly understand what Jesus did for you. Otherwise, you wouldn't act that way. But just being honest. You don't truly understand. Because the fact of the matter is, if you truly understood what Jesus did for you, you don't have a leg to stand on to be able to judge anybody else. Now, that doesn't mean you can't help people, but you help them because you understand your what? Your own stuff. See, that's that's the basis of our approach. So that comes now down to 
what we're going to talk about, the truth principle. Look with me at verse 6. Look at what he says there, verse 6 in Matthew chapter 7. It seems like almost out of place here. What's he talking about here? But look at what he says here. I've heard this verse actually misquoted, but it's actually a good point here with regards to dealing with people. He says, don't give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearl before the swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. Here's what the truth principle is. Right attitudes are founded on truth principles. If we're going to have a right attitude, if we're going to have a right attitude, especially when we talk about dealing with other people, you need to have a truth principle to found that on. Right attitudes are founded on truth principles. So what is the truth principle here? What is Jesus saying here? Here's what Jesus is saying. Caution is required in dealing with with the issues in others' lives. You need to be cautious. He's basically saying here, don't be so eager to want to jump in and set people straight. That's really what he's talking about here. What do you mean by that? I'm not getting that out of that passage here. He's saying, don't go and cast your pearls before the swine, because it's not going to necessarily be accepted, and they'll turn on you. You ever done that? Ever gone to somebody to set them straight? Only to be picking yourself up the floor later? This is the point he's saying. Don't be so eager. See, this is what happens in church. We want to be eager to set everybody straight. Don't be so eager. In fact, I I would encourage you. That's what the message of Proverbs is. What do you mean? Proverbs, Proverbs is very interesting. I would encourage you to read Proverbs. There's 31 Proverbs. You can read a proverb a day for 31 days, and you've read all the Proverbs. Now listen to me. Here's what Proverbs does. Proverbs talks about dealing with people. It breaks down people into actually three groups of people. There's the wise, there's the simple, and there's the foolish. Now the wise are those who understand Bible and apply it to their lives. The simple are the immature. They are the young person. You know what I'm talking about? You ever, when you get older, you realize how, how simple you were as a, even though you thought you were smart when you graduated, you weren't really. You were just simple. And then there's the fool. Now what's a fool? The fool is the guy who just won't listen. It doesn't, he, a fool, you can be him, Proverbs says, and he still does the same thing. He just refuses to listen. And here's what it says. You need to consider, the Proverbs is giving you wisdom. You need to consider how you deal with each type of person. And it goes so far as to say, don't even bother trying to help a fool. You're wasting your time. See, this is what Jesus is talking about now. Because we're talking about the opposite of being critical. We're talking about helping people. We're talking about dealing gracefully with people. And here's what he's saying to you. You need to be show caution in dealing with the issues in other people's lives. Do you understand what I'm saying? You need to show caution. And especially if you think you've got it and you know how to help people, you need to be very careful. I remember when I first started pastoring, I thought it was my job as pastor to go to everybody and tell them what they needed to do. Wisdom and being beaten up a few times has helped me to realize that's not my job. If they're not asking for it, and if they're not even open to it, I better stop. Now, I still make the same mistake continually. 
but I'm a little bit more wiser now than I used to be. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is what Jesus is saying to you about casting your pearl before the swine. He's talking about our interaction with other people. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.